I'm Ali Porti, fashion journalist, traveler, wanderer, and living my best life ever. The life that God is calling me to fearlessly lead. I've lived in eight countries, and when I look at my journey so far, and because God is the foundation of that journey, I have to say it's been a wild ride. The past 17 years has had its hardships, but in every up and down, every job and every opportunity, it's all been a part of God's design to get me to where I am now and to where he's ultimately taking me to. It's this way for all of us. And as the Apostle Paul says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. I'm bringing real talks, some of them faith-filled, on all kinds of topics, as well as interviews with movers and shakers that I get to meet on my journey. So as the British say, grab a cup of cuppa and pull up a chair for this next podcast episode. Be inspired by the messages or moved by the interviews and apply these life applications into your own life. This is The Soulful Side of Life with Ali Lolita Porti. Catherine Martin is a two-time Academy Award-winning costume designer, wife, and mother. Her work transcends her as she's leaving her own imprint on the fashion industry. She's done the costumes for Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, the film Australia, if you remember that, with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman, Moulin Rouge, and The Great Gatsby, the latter two films she won Academy Awards for, for Best Costume Director. I speak with Martin about her costume design work in the film Elvis that Lerman also directed and for which she's been nominated for another Academy Award this year. As she walks into the interview, the medium height designer is dressed in head to toe black and she's probably one of the few women who can carry off wearing black on black on black. Even her rimmed glasses are flamboyant yet black, drawing out her stylish, short blonde hairstyle. Her big smile shifts the atmosphere in the room as she nestles onto the sofa to talk about what everyone's been talking about, Elvis. Opening up, she talks about how she met Lerman and how the two have shared a passion for film since the beginning and what they've done over the years, and how that's organic, but yet planned. So enjoy this podcast episode interview with costume film designer, Catherine Martin. So I saw the film a few days ago and absolutely loved it. I was paying attention to the costumes and, um, okay, so... 
I'm going to go a little bit before the film. How did you and Boz meet? And was there a love for film at the beginning of the relationship? And this thought of him making films and you doing costumes? So when we met, I was coming for a job interview to work. It was the bicentennial year in Australia. So 200 years of um, Australians taking over a country which actually belonged to someone else, but that's a whole other story. Yes. Um, and he had been given a couple of companies as a bicentennial initiative, and I was going to interview for those jobs. And when I met him, we just started to talk and talk and talk and talk, and just about everything from Madonna to... Um, you know, um, to space travel, to existential philosophy, like it was a really broad... Everything. Kind of everything. <laughs> and, you know, I had been a bit dissatisfied with kind of the thinking and the intellectual rigour at drama school, you know, especially as a designer. And um, I thought, wow, this guy really what a big intellect what a big um mind and from that moment on we just kept talking and talking and i started working with him and i remember going into a rehearsal room and he was rehearsing an opera that i'd done the um costumes for and my then design kind of colleague that I worked with all the time, Angus Strathy, I had done the set and I basically, maybe we did it together, maybe I did do the set, look I'm losing my mind. <laughs> um, I remember seeing his staging because it took place, it was sort of a fountain of youth story mm. with a kind of ecological bent and it was in a television studio and we flooded the floor of the television studio and everything was on water. Huh. There was an island and all kinds of things and there was a boat that was pushed around in the water and I remember thinking, wow, this person really has kind of an incredible mind. And so really originally it was about designing opera and being in the theatre and then he had done this play as a student Strictly Ballroom and he decided he wanted to make it or someone approached him or he decided he was going to make it into a movie and by then we'd been working together for a long time so it kind of was a natural just progression of organic the work. it was yeah. like an organic it wasn't like planned mm. although weirdly I think Baz plans everything but it always seems organic mm. he'll think of something and then it'll go into his subconscious and it always ends up happening wow he's a dreamer yeah he's able happen. to kind of um envision something mm. into life and convince everybody around him that it's a good idea and we should all be on the boat going in that direction it's a leadership quality yes. that he's got yeah. <laughs> um when did you know costume design was your passion and that this is what you wanted to do 
Well, I've always loved fashion. Mm -hmm. um, just like men love cars. I have no interest in cars, I should say. But I love fashion. Yeah. I love the world of fashion. I love clothes. I love looking at people, what they're wearing. Mm -hmm. I mean, calm mm -hmm. is like... It's what every night. It's yeah. just like a parade, yeah. both of the most beautiful, but also of the most freakish. Mm. Like it's just, yeah, the best theater in the world. Um, so I think, you know, I always wanted to be a fashion designer, and then I realized that I enjoyed the intellectual kind of challenge. Not that fashion isn't. A t you know, it requires enormous rigor fashion. Mm -hmm. And I just found I really enjoyed the storytelling aspect and I really enjoyed the collaborative aspect, mm -hmm. um, you know, that I could work with actors and work with Baz and I loved that aspect of it. It doesn't um, make it boring for you. You can always... Be expecting to do something exciting, I yeah, guess. Except absolutely. other it's than like putting out a collection every season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look. To me, I think that you know, I sometimes daydream and go, "Oh, I'd love to do that." And then I think of how hard it is. Mm. Like their jobs are just so hard. Eight collections a year it mm. just becomes ridiculous and tiring. As the journalist going to Paris Fashion Week every season, it's tiring. It's tiring. Yeah. You're just exhausted, right? I was running from one show to another every day for for 11 or no, maybe 10, then, 8 yeah. days. Yeah. And then it just goes like, also it just becomes a blur. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so I just, yeah. So I love that. I love clothes. I love the way clothes are made. I love fabric. You know, all those things, I think, allow you to delve into a world yeah. that you wouldn't usually delve you know, into. You can delve into all these fantastical worlds. Mm -hmm. And yes, everything is about money and budgets and whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But at least you're not running like the poor fashion designers mm -hmm. trying to balance art and money. And it's so fickle. Yes. And to be creative in such a short amount of time yeah. between collections, it drains it's the designer. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it like, is. Like, how do they do it? I know they have teams to help them with this, but yeah. I'm sure, and they're working collections ahead too, so. Yeah, like they have to be, because they're, you know, getting knits done in mm -hmm. Hong Kong, and mm -hmm. in Italy they'll be getting their tailoring done, mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't have the luxury anymore of having, you know, ateliers where they are, it's That's all factory-based. That's true. At least you have some diversity in what yeah. you're doing. Uh, I saw in an interview you did for Gatsby that you uh, quoted Shakespeare and you said, or he said, when clothes maketh the man. Yeah. Uh, what do you think that meant for Elvis? And how did you go about capturing this? So I think that Elvis was a kind of incredible stylist because he created his own looks he didn't have a stylist at, you know and he created these looks and they were all about creating his stage 
and offstage persona. Mm. It was all about creating the Elvis myth, mm. you know, who he was. And he really projected himself through clothes, which is really fascinating. I mean, mm. most performers do, but he he had such three such strong periods in his life and he just created such iconic kind of looks like the jumpsuits mm -hmm. and you know he was really fearless in terms of his sartorial choices yeah. and you know he wasn't scared of being a dandy mm -hmm. and I think that comes from his admiration for so many black performers and having been you know on Beale Street all through his youth and also you know going to shop at Lansky Brothers mm. where um, that kind of sartorial dandiness that strength that um, ability to actually um, create yourself through your clothes mm. and not being fearful you know as a man of being a kind of a peacock mm -hmm. um you know and just kind of like left to field things like bb king loving to wear shorts mm -hmm. i mean how random that's true i love that right <laughs> but i think all those things that influence of not being um not being scared to project himself through clothes and at that time I, I don't think men performers were so experimental maybe uh, the way that he was totally. at that time yeah you know you do have um people like little Richard mm -hmm. who would do his hair and his makeup I mean he was totally outrageous but you're absolutely right mm -hmm. there wasn't that level of um sort of strength in choice yeah. like you know he wore lace shirts he um and just like he would be able he picked up like bill Ballou mm -hmm. designed the 68 special clothes because mm -hmm. he was the nbc designer and that sort of napoleon collar mm. and then he has that ability to look at that and go right i'm gonna take that yeah. and parlay it through into, I'm going to see it through a number of evolutions and I'm going to keep working with Bill Ballou and mm. we're going to find that jumpsuit moment. Yeah. And it's so fascinating. And also that he sort of, in the Vegas years, he found the jumpsuit and he never let it go. Yeah, he kept holding on to it. It was like really, <laughs> and it kind of totally defined him. Yeah. And even though... I read somewhere that Bill Ballou had designed jumpsuits. Maybe it was even for the Osmonds or wow. maybe for the Jackson 5 prior to Elvis wow. getting his jumpsuits. And the Colonel mm. tried to get the copyright on the um, jumpsuits. jumpsuits from Bill Ballou. And he went, are you out of your mind? Yeah. Like, jumpsuits, they're not a copyrightable. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's I know a jumpsuit. What you mean. Yeah. It's it's all fascinating. And, um, okay, so what's a typical, like, if Boz is doing a film and he's like, okay, I'm going to do this, where do you start your work? What's the process like for you? So 
who's very exigent about research. Mm -hmm. So there'll be certain things that you need to read or to immerse yourself in. And then he often sets projects that help um, with the script. So there'll be visual investigations. He'll say, I want every picture you can find of Club Handy or Beale Street or of Elvis in 1952. What do you think is the most interesting thing he wore mm -hmm. in 1956? Mm -hmm. Pull together a dossier so that that can help me, you know, because this is what I want to write about and I want those visual cues. I mean, he's an incredibly visual person. Mm -hmm. So he'll often start making collages or doing little sketches and then it's up to us to kind of take that run with it and come back with other things mm. and um, I start really early on while the script is being written okay. and um, often we make look boards we also make books which speak to various characters so we made a kernel um, kind of it's like a, a potted with, like they're books we use to mm -hmm. express to the studio the ideas. Okay. So they're images, quotes, song lines. They're kind of a like a coffee table book, but we make it for ourselves. Okay. And so we made one for Elvis. We made one for the Colonel. And in that way, we're able to express not only to the studio, but to the actors and to ourselves mm -hmm. kind of the journey we're going to go on. Okay. So we've done that for every project. I'm glad you reminded me of that. And quite often within those books, we mm -hmm. do do um, some concept art uh, very early on to try and include, you know, the actors that are cast in the mm -hmm. movie. And, yeah, that's kind of how that starts. And okay. we just keep building on it and building on it. And eventually we'll have a design presentation mm -hmm. where we kind of take everyone through these documents we've made so that everybody's on the same page and knows where we're going. Gotcha. And then you make the costumes in Australia? Yeah, we made them all in Australia. Uh -huh. We had a great, um, a great group of women and I've worked with them for 30 years and oh. I'm extremely lucky. I just, they're absolutely fabulous. And it's a real um, bastion of female, you know, strength and energy mm -hmm. because it's predominantly female endeavour, um, sewing and making hats. And so there's a kind of great female history there. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're trying to encourage young men mm. to become part of that world yeah. because it's completely... Um, you know, inhabited by women and also women of a certain age like myself. I see. We need to make it more interesting to young people. To everyone, yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. There's so much more that I wanted to ask Catherine, but because of time constraints, it wasn't possible. So I hope that you did enjoy the little bit of exchange that we had where she opened up about how she began her journey with her husband of making films and costumes together and how 
TV's the fashion industry and collections that come out several times a year to her working and her vision and her process for creating the costumes for the film Elvis. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode and that you have found a soulful connection to the conversation. God bless you, and until the next episode, go bless somebody else.